I think it's that parallel that's drawn between the innocence of a child wanting to be an astronaut and being ignorantly ambitious and completely disregarding the actual implications that are involved with your ambition. You have to have that. <laughs> you have to have that if you want any sort of chance in being successful in any creative endeavor. Think about it like this. If I knew the genuine risks involved in achieving my goals, if I knew what was actually involved, the real implications of my ambition, if I knew, you know, what it was actually going to take, the hours, the, the amount of unpaid time, the amount of criticism, the amount of negative feedback. If I knew everything that was going to get me to where I wanted to go, would I actually do it in the first place? And welcome back to episode 23 of Real Life. How's everyone doing this week? I am, I'll tell you what, I had a moment this morning where I was pumped to record the podcast. I was sitting down, um, I just had it spent like an hour preparing the podcast and like planning what I was going to say and setting up my camera. I actually spent like half an hour today. If, if you're an audio only listener and you've never gone and watched the podcast, which there's only a tiny percentage of you who actually watch the podcast, I only really do it as another avenue for people to have the opportunity to listen. There's not really a big following over there. But if today's the day we head over to the YouTube channel, Real Life Podcast, and watch the video, today's got to be the day because I spent about half an hour sort of moving around my desk and my room and what I'm doing. Got my monitor set up wirelessly here, connected to the camera. I am incredibly proud of this. I'm probably going to start using this angle in particular for some of my YouTube videos in the future. Even though I love the the plain backdrop, I kind of like this this setup. It is like it's just nice. I'm also shooting on the 50 mil. It's super super juicy. So if you are someone who is just an audio listener, I would highly recommend today to be the day that you do go over to YouTube Real Life Podcast and check it out. But yeah, I had a I had a moment where I was planning for the podcast and setting up and, and writing down what I wanted to talk about. Speaking of which, today's topic I'm super excited about because it is something that I'm, I've been laboring a lot over recently. And I think it's something that is going to provide a lot of clarity for a lot of you. But I was spending a good half an hour planning for the episode and thinking about what I wanted to talk about and covering the topics and sort of setting up the camera and the lighting and all that sort of stuff. And I just had a moment to myself where I was like, fuck man, like it's one thing to say you're going to do something, but it's another thing to do it for 23 weeks in a row. And I think I'm just incredibly proud of myself for the consistency um, that we've had for this podcast. I'm shocked at the consistency. I've got to be quite honest with you. This is probably the most consistent I've been with any one thing for a very long time. And that might come to a shock with you, but I am human. i you know, if you follow my YouTube, you would know how horrifically inconsistent I am over there. Um, my training, I'm inconsistent, everything I'm inconsistent, but here seems to be a platform where I am, the enjoyment that I'm getting, the response that I'm getting, and the the overall uh, feedback or whatever it is, a few different things are coming together to make it so my consistency is so not easy to come by because it's not easy by any means, but it's 
it feels the more I, the more consistent I am, the more weeks in a row that I get this going, and the more weeks in a row. Sorry, I forgot to start my timer. Let me just quickly do that for a second. But the more weeks in a row that I get this and I continue doing it, and the more consistent I am, the easier it feels like for me to sit down here and talk. And honestly, I just want to preface that by saying this because if you are thinking of doing something and you are going through that stage where it is a little bit difficult, man, just just push through those initial few weeks. Do something or figure out a way to make it really enjoyable or really easy for you to do those first few weeks. For me, it was just sort of like, <laughs> I think the first week I got, I didn't get drunk whilst I was doing it, but I had a few drinks and then I just sort of talked on topics that I really enjoyed and I didn't really push myself to talk for a certain amount of time. It was more just get on here and talk. And that enjoyment carried me far enough to the point now where this is something that I am finding easier and easier and easier to be consistent with. So if you are someone that's sort of wanting to do something, wanting to start a podcast, wanting to start a YouTube channel, don't take my advice for a YouTube channel because I'm horrifically inconsistent on there. But, you know, I figure out a way to make it really easy for you to be consistent. And then that consistency, I promise you, at some point it'll spill over and it'll start to snowball and avalanche and you'll get to the point where it is almost more... It's almost easier for you to continue doing it than it would be for you to stop. So thank you so much for for listening. And if you are watching, I I would really appreciate it. If you are watching, I would really appreciate it. If you are watching, I really appreciate it. No, I would really appreciate it. How's everyone's week been? What's everyone been up to this week? I I had a really nice week. I had a really nice week this week. I just sort of... Um, uh, was really really consistent. I'm I'm gonna make a whole video about this. I've I've kind of been developing over the last few months. Um, in lockdown, uh, kind of a a lifestyle. Um, how can I describe it? A way that I I plan everything. I'm an absolute stiffler for love. I love journaling. I love routines and I love structure and all that sort of stuff. And I've I think I've found the perfect setup for me. I'm not going to say it's the perfect setup for everyone, but it's the perfect setup for me. So I kind of am at a point now where this week kind of clicked into gear and I was like, okay, yes, this is what I want. Um, This is where I've wanted to be. This is the feeling that I was chasing for all those months where I was trying different journaling styles and trying different things and doing all that sort of jazz. And, And I think I'm finally at a point now where it's like, okay, yes, this is what I want to do. So now I feel comfortable enough where I'm going to be like, okay, now I want to share it with everyone. I had a good week of reading as well this week. I spent a lot of time reading. I'm almost finished. I started um, the book, what was it? Um, Hold Me Tight by Dr. Sue Johnson. I started that book last week and I'm almost finished it now. Admittedly, um, it's definitely a book that you should read with your partner when you're in a relationship, but I have actually found a lot of value in it. Um, just sort of ignoring the conversational elements because there is at the end of each chapter, it's kind of like, okay, now grab your girlfriend or boyfriend or your significant other and have a conversation with them about this chapter. And I was sort of like, okay, well, um, (laughs) that's a bit awkward. But yeah, it's definitely that kind of book if you are wanting to read it, but I still have found a lot of value in that. The other thing I've done this week is I've been listening to my books at two times speed. Um, I don't know what sort of spurred me on to try this, but I noticed the little toggle thing and I was always sort of like, I I saw it on podcasts and I saw it on YouTube and I saw it on Audible and I was like, why would anyone do this? 
and I just sort of I was playing around with it and I chucked it on 1.5 and I was like okay this actually doesn't sound any different it sounds you know obviously faster but it wasn't that much of a shock or as much of a shock as I thought it was going to be so I was like okay let's go to 1.8 went to 1.8 and I went to 2 and it was the same thing and I was like surprisingly and and sort of tell me if if you're someone who does this or just tell me if I sound crazy right now but I actually found that I listen to my books with more attention when the audio is at two times speed than I would if I was just listening to it at one time speed. I think it kind of like adds pressure, like it increases the amount of pressure that I'm feeling or the the stress, not the stress, the stress is a bad word, but yeah, kind of the, you know, if you're upping the stakes, then you need to be paying more attention. So in my mind, I've, I've, sort of given myself that reason to really pay attention and I'm consuming a lot more of the information that's in my book. I'm also doing something that I'm probably going to talk about in a YouTube video at some point. I've set up this system where it's just kind of like a overall note-taking system. Uh, I got the idea from Ali Abdal uh, on YouTube, if any of you guys follow him. Um, I got the idea from him and it's been amazing for sort of having a second brain and just sort of having not having to concentrate so much on consuming the information or actually digesting the information that I'm consuming. It's more just about like reading a lot uh listening to a lot of podcasts and then also just taking those moments because there is only you know for every three podcasts i listen to i might have two snippets of like five to ten seconds that are really valuable pieces for me that resonate a lot with me so i'm taking those little snippets of information and putting them into a uh like a a what would you call it not an Excel spreadsheet, but yeah, a spreadsheet. Taking that information and putting it somewhere where I can review it later because I think that's something that I have sort of stressed about. The more I've started to read, um, the more I've began to stress that the information that I'm consuming isn't actually being uh, consumed. I, I was like, okay, well, if I'm reading a book a week, it's like how much of that information am I actually getting across? So that's been that using that second brain and i will cover this it's if you want to see the actual uh thing i might chuck it in the description for this podcast or i might or on the youtube channel i'll chuck it in the description because i don't think you can link on spotify um but it's ali abdal's resonance calendar amazing video go and use that it's on notion i use notion for just about everything all the planning for my videos all my calendars just about everything is done in notion so if you want to check out that it's a really really good tool that i've been using to gain that information so that's kind of taken the stress off my consumption side of things i've just sort of now i can focus purely on consuming a lot rather than consuming um consciously does that make sense and not to say that i'm just sort of mindlessly reading and not paying attention to anything that i'm doing that's not the case at all but i'm not as concerned about it because i know when those moments do hit i'm not going to lose that information because all of that information that i do get those big moments those really you know the things that really resonate with me all of that information has then been put into my resonance calendar so i can review it later and all the other information the 95 percent that sort of goes in one ear and out the other that isn't really necessary that sort of information is no longer uh i'm no longer worried about that anymore which is a good thing, but it's meant that, uh, like I finished uh, Outliers, which is a big book. It's about a nine-hour or twelve, no, twelve-hour audio book, and I finished it all this week. 
because I uh, listen to it at two times speed. So if you are, I, I would highly recommend it. Give it a shot. If, you, if you're sort of questioning me and going, why would you ever listen to an audiobook at two times speed? There's no way that you can be consuming as much information as you would be if you were just listening to it normally or reading the book. But I promise you, it's been surprising how much I am actually consuming the information that I'm getting. And I, I, that is, as well, a really, really amazing book. I really enjoyed it. It's probably not, um, you know, you read something like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, for example, and that book is a very, or Atomic Habits or Essentialism or Deep Work. Those books are kind of, they're very this is the information, this is the data that we have, and this is what you can do with it. Whereas, uh, you know, I've found that um, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, he's an incredible writer, very, very good, highly recommend the, highly recommend the book, but um, it's kind of a here's the information book. It doesn't really give you anything to do with that information. It It's written in a way that's like, kind of obvious like it's like okay here's the information and here's what i think you should do as the underlying theme for why i'm writing it in this way or why the book is structured in this way but there's not really any point where it's like okay here's what you should do it's more like you know here is why this person is an exceptional you know here's why they're exceptional at what they do not here's why they're exceptional at what they do and here's how you can be exceptional at what you do. And it depends. Obviously, some people like reading autobiographies and autobiographies are just that. They're the story behind why someone became exceptional at their craft. I don't enjoy that style of writing. I prefer to sort of, you know, I prefer really informational stuff. I prefer stuff where I feel like I'm learning something as I'm reading it. Um, of course, <laughs> you're always learning something, and I did learn stuff from outliers, but it was more of a, you know what, I'm just going to say it, um, I enjoyed the book, that's all you need to know, I'll give it a, what, a 7 out of 10 on the rating of the book club scale here, 7 out of 10 book, I enjoyed it, go read it, check it out if you want to, because otherwise I'll end up sitting here dragging on about why I do or do not recommend outliers, but I really, really enjoyed it. The other thing I wanted to say before I get into the topic of today's podcast um is i want to make question time a regular part of this i want to turn this into not a q and a podcast obviously but you know i want to reserve 10 minutes and i don't mean that i want to eliminate 10 minutes of information i actually want to extend the podcast i want to push this podcast out to an hour so i want to do essentially the same thing that i would normally do for the first 45 minutes and then I want to do uh, question time for like 15 minutes and just answer one or two questions from you guys because I've sort of come to recognize that it's the same people listening every single week with the you know it's a small incremental growth every single week we're getting you know we might get 10 or 20 extra listeners per week or new listeners or whatever or however it happens but we're gaining I think about a thousand total listeners a week at the moment which is awesome i'm so happy for that but we have a core group of listeners that i know i see the same people sending me messages the same people liking the post same people viewing the stories on the um the instagram account which if you're not following by the way you'll need to follow it now because this is how you're going to ask your questions but it's the same people every single week so the fact that it's the same people 
probably means that I would I would love to give you guys directly the information that you're after. I would love to answer your questions, answer your queries, give my opinion or my experience on whatever it is you guys are going through. And it can be anything. Please don't make it just filmmaking related. Don't make it just business related. Make it whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about relationships, send me a relationship question. If you want to talk about life, send me a life question. If you want to talk about reading, send me a reading question. Whatever it is you guys want to talk about, anything at all. I want you to either, if you're an email person, I don't know who's an email person, but we'll open it up for you. I want you to email your questions to my podcast email. So reallifepod at gmail.com. So that's R-E-E-L-L-I-F-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And I'll answer as many as I can on there. Probably preferably send them to there, but I feel like we don't have enough people who follow the Instagram account. So if you also want to DM them to my or the podcast Instagram account, DM them to Real Life Pod on Instagram. And I'll try and get to as many as I can. And honestly, send them whatever you want. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to ask, don't just make it filmmaking related. Don't just make it photography related. Make it whatever you want to talk about. Anything that you think I have covered, will cover, or can cover on this podcast, I want you to ask them. Because I I want to just, you know, like I said, I feel like I've... I feel like the people that we have listening to the podcast, I feel like the people that are here are the same people every week or the same core group of people or a group of people that I feel like I would get along with anyway. So in that vein, I feel like it would be nice to answer some questions that you guys specifically have, not just you know long for an opportunity to you know, have me talk about a topic that might resonate with you. Send me questions, send me topic ideas, send me video, send me, not video topics, send me podcast topics. If you guys want me to talk about a specific topic or something that you want to hear me talk about or anything at all, send them to the email address reallifepod at gmail.com or send them to the Instagram account because I want to cover as many of those as I possibly can because I think yeah I want to I want to give you guys something that you can really really resonate with I want to give you guys something that is um, specific to your needs we have rambled for way too long at the start of this podcast I apologize <laughs> the topic I wanted to cover today is a term that I have sort of used a lot it's ignorant ambition and you guys would know this because you've looked at the title of the podcast obviously but the topic that I want to talk about is ignorant ambition whenever I have I've I've just sort of realized and I've was thinking a lot about this this week in particular because I think that one of the things that I've come to learn is that you you're never ever ready for what you want to do. You're never, ever, ever going to be ready for what you want to do. And I think one of the the issues with that is that kind of discourages a lot of people and then doesn't discourage a lot of people. There's a very clear distinction between the type of people that don't pay attention to what is actually required to do something and then there's the type of people that don't really give a shit. <laughs> there's the the artists is a good way to describe it because I think that a quality a lot of artists have, and you guys can vouch for this, is like how many friends do you have that are just the type of people that when you ask them what their plans are or when you ask them what they want to do with life, they don't give you a strict guideline or a route or a, a path that they want to take. And I'm exactly the same. I am exactly this type of person. 
all, most of my high school friends will ask me constantly about what my plan is with YouTube, what my plan is with podcast, how I'm going to make money, how I'm going to do this, what am I, what am I doing with a lot of what I'm doing? And my answer is always the same thing. It's, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And I'm sure you guys have those friends. It's like, it's a very clear two types of people. There's the people that see the path ahead of them. There's the people that see how difficult it's actually going to be and understand that they are never going to be ready or perfectly ready for what is ahead of them. And then there's the people that acknowledge it or maybe even just don't acknowledge it at all. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is because I think that that's the quality that you have to have or the common quality or attribute that leads to a lot of the success for creative people as musicians, as singers, as artists, as photographers, as filmmakers, or anyone who's sort of doing anything that's not the uh, safe path. And I think it comes down to ignorance. (laughs) And hold with me for a second because I'm going to explain what I mean by this, but I think it genuinely comes down to a blind an ignorant ambition, a complete disregard for the actual consequences for what their ambition means. Like I said, there's two types of people. There's the people that look at what is ahead of them and they understand the real implications of what their ambition or what their goals mean. And then there's the people that are kind of ignorant to that fact. There's the people that see something like YouTube and go, I'm not going to do that because that's hours and hours and hours and hours of work and a lot of luck and a lot of chance and I'm not very good in front of camera and I don't have the equipment and I don't have this and I don't have that and I'm not ready. I don't have the setup. I don't have the stuff. I don't have the knowledge. And then there's the people that just dive head first, sometimes look like an idiot in the beginning, but don't really care and eventually get to the point where they are there. I noticed this with my YouTube in particular because I wanted to do YouTube for ages. I remember when I was younger, I really looked up to people like Max Tuning, uh, who's a fitness influencer. Influencer, he'll hate to hear me say that. God, I'm sorry. Max isn't listening to this, but... (laughs) But I really looked up to a lot of those people because fitness was a big part of my life and that's the avenue that I found YouTube in. So I've wanted to do YouTube for years, but I was always plagued by I'm not ready I'm not fit enough, I don't have enough knowledge, I don't have the equipment, I don't have the resources, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, whatever it was, I was always plagued by that. And the thing that I've come to learn, especially with this podcast, this podcast has taught me that because I was always listening to podcasts and I was always like, this is so much that I don't understand. There's a lot of information as far as audio, what equipment I need, how to upload it, how to continue it, how to come up with topics, how to talk for 45 minutes. And the thing that I've learned is if you compare this podcast to the first one, that was only 23 weeks ago, but the difference is massive and that difference hasn't come from more preparation. That difference hasn't come from more preparation. That difference hasn't come from more knowledge. That difference has come from doing it. I jumped into this about as ignorant and innocent as you could possibly be, I completely disregarded what it actually required to have a successful podcast. I'm still learning. I still look at podcasts of successful people who have way less episodes than me, of people who have amazing guests on and they're incredibly organized and their podcasts look great and their podcasts sound great. And I look at those podcasts and I'm constantly sitting there like, shit, I really need to get my act together. But at the same time, there's the other part of me that's like, no, who cares about that sort of stuff? Just focus on making them and eventually it'll snowball into getting you to the point where you are actually in the right position. And I think 
all of this comes down to ignorant ambition. Now, what do I mean by ignorant ambition? What do I actually mean by that terminology? I, I sort of had this idea. I've had this idea for a while. And then I was listening to a, a podcast with, God, what was it? I was listening to, I've got my notes here. So if I'm looking aside, all of you are listening on audio anyway. So who cares? But <laughs> up until a few months ago, I, I sort of <clears throat> didn't quite understand what I meant by this because obviously you look at the word ignorant and you go, okay, that's not a good place to be. And I heard this interview that Will Smith did um, about his journey and all the stages that he's gone through in his career. And he said this this quote, and I'm paraphrasing, so please don't tear me to pieces if you are big Will Smith fans and you know this quote, but I'm paraphrasing and I'm kind of drawing a connection here. So even if these aren't his direct intentions, this was my interpretation of what he said in this interview. And his quote was, there is a certain delusional quality that all successful people have to have. And the the context for which he was saying this was he genuinely believes that he could be president one day. He doesn't actually know the consequences of what that statement means. He doesn't actually understand, and I'm not saying this is me interpreting it. He actually said this. He believes genuinely that he could be present one day, but he also understands that how much he doesn't know about that process, how ignorant he is to the realities of what that actually means, the actual implications of that ambition. He doesn't actually understand that. And that's what he means by that sort of innocence that you have to have, the delusional quality that you have to have. You have to have a childlike innocence to even be capable of making the kind of decisions that are going to lead to you to being successful, are going to put you in the best position to succeed. You need to have a childlike quality for you, a child innocence-like quality. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you speak to a, a a five-year-old, my little sister is is 13, and if I asked her five years ago what she wanted to be when she would grow up, she's a girl, so it's probably a little bit different, but how many times you you hear those stories of like, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a vet, I want to be a race car driver. Those kids don't understand the implications of those statements. They don't actually understand the tens of thousands of hours that are required to be an astronaut, the risks involved, the chance of death or bodily harm, or the amount of luck, the the sheer amount of luck that is required to get to that position. To be a race car driver, it's the same thing. <laughs> they don't understand that being a vet and an astronaut are on completely different planes of existence. They don't understand any of the actual implications of what they're saying, but they genuinely believe it. They genuinely believe that they're capable of doing it. Now, obviously, that's genuine delusion and that's like genuine ignorance. They don't actually know what's involved, but I think that what you can do here is draw the parallel between someone who is ignorantly ambitious and the innocence of a child wanting to be an astronaut. I think that that's what I'm trying to draw the parallel between here, and I think that's a, that's what Will Smith meant by his talking about wanting to be the president of the United States or thinking that he could be if he wanted to be. I think it's that parallel that's drawn between the innocence of a child wanting to be an astronaut 
and being ignorantly ambitious and completely disregarding the actual implications that are involved with your ambition. You know, and I think that you you have to have that. <laughs> you have to have that if you want any sort of chance in being successful in any creative endeavor. I think that if you want to be a filmmaker and you want to make Hollywood movies, you have to understand that if you're starting from a kid who just bought his first DSLR and you want to be Spielberg, you know, the journey for that, the journey that you will have to go through to get to that point is insurmountable, is completely insurmountable and is going to require far more from you than you could probably comprehend right now. But if you have the <laughs> a level of ignorance about you, a level of sort of blind ambition and an innocence, like a, a delusional innocence about you to genuinely believe that that's possible regardless of what that actually means, then that's going to make it far easier for you to actually take the steps that are required. Because if you're just concentrating on what can get you to here, if I was, for example, thinking about the fact that I'm in my bedroom recording a podcast by myself for a, you know, the goals for this are progressing day to day. But a goal that I have for this podcast is I want this to be a massive podcast one day. I would love for this to be something that I can call a you know, a, a part of, I would love for this to somehow support me and help me live a, you know, help make me money. I would love for this to be an aspect of my business that is profitable. And because I love it so much, I would love for this to be something that is successful. And for that to occur, it has to be, you know, it has to be up there with some of the better podcasts within Australia. But right now I'm recording it in my bedroom. If I was to focus on getting there rather than focusing on recording the podcast right now and recording next week's podcast and then recording the next one and then recording the next one and maybe buying a second microphone and maybe getting guests on and maybe sorting out a studio and testing new lighting conditions and just doing those simple steps, those small steps each week. If I was focusing on anything else but those steps, then I would be way too distracted or way too overwhelmed by the process to actually carry through with it. And it comes back to this YouTube thing. It's like, I the only way I'm in this position now, the only way that I'm in a spot now where I feel like I could make a video on just about anything and cover it in a way that I'm not completely happy with because I'm never entirely happy but I'm far better off than I was 12 months ago and miles ahead of where I was when I originally wanted to start YouTube or start anything to do with social media. The only way I've gotten here is by making the mistakes that got me to this spot. I didn't get here by doing more preparation. I didn't get here by learning more. I didn't get here by actually understanding what was involved in this process. None of that was involved. None of that was important to me. I got here by doing it. I got here by being ignorant to what was actually involved. And I think that that's what I mean by this sort of ignorant ambition. It's take, you know, take the information that's involved. Take the the risks that are involved. Learn the consequences of what you're actually asking for. Learn all of this. Prepare for it all. But don't let it control your belief in yourself. Don't let it ever affect the belief that you have in yourself. I think the underlying quote that has 
carried or made me want to to make this podcast especially for today is is you know the if you take away one thing from this podcast if you take away one thing or hear me say one thing and and that's what rings true for you is think about it like this if i knew the genuine risks involved in achieving my goals if i knew what was actually involved the real implications of my ambition if i knew you know what it was actually going to take the hours the the amount of unpaid time the amount of criticism the amount of negative feedback if i knew everything that was going to get me to where i wanted to go would i actually do it in the first place you know that's what i mean <laughs> that's what the overlying or underlying overlying it's not a word tom that's what the underlying message is of this today is i think that you know, if I knew everything that was involved, and I think this is a quality that I've just always had. I remember from a very young age, I've always sort of been ignorant to what's actually involved in any of the things that I say. I don't actually think too hard on what I talk about. I don't think too hard on what I want to say. I don't think too hard on what I want to do. I don't think too hard on my goals. I don't think too hard on anything, which (laughs) is probably not what you want to hear from someone who's you know, someone who you've put 23 weeks of podcast time into and you've been listening to me week to week, you don't want to hear me say that I don't think about much or don't think much of the time, but I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on, you know, what's actually involved in anything that I want to do. I don't dwell on these things. I don't because I don't think I would do them if I actually knew the consequences. And it's not that deep. I don't think that deep. I'm not planning everything out. I'm not ignoring things purposely. I think this is something that I just have, but I think if that's something that you can take away or a mentality that you can try to strive towards is, you know, would you do the things or has this stopped you in the past? Has there ever been a time where you've wanted to do something and a failure of preparation or a failure to have the knowledge or a understanding that you're not actually ready to do the thing that you want to do? Has that ever stopped you from doing the thing that you wanted to do? And if so, that's the difference between you and the person who has achieved that because everyone starts at zero. Everyone starts in that position of being unprepared. No one starts with this cheat code that gets them further along to begin with. No one has this, you know, head start in life. No one has any of these, obviously with the exception of trust fund kids and all that jazz, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking purely about ambition. I'm talking purely about achieving, you know, striving towards something. I don't, no one really has... No one starts any further along the line than anyone else. As far as creative, you know, competence, no one starts, no one's a better photographer when they first start out. No one's a better creator when they first start out. Everyone sort of starts on the same line. Obviously, there's talent involved and whatever, but along, you know, once you get to that end zone, once you get to those areas where people are actually successful, a lot of the time it is just the difference in mentality. It is just a difference in this person just didn't really care about the consequences (laughs) this person wasn't thinking about the risks this person wasn't thinking about what could go wrong this person was focusing on doing and that was it and i think this is something that i've just noticed you know when talking to my creative friends um when talking to my musician friends or anyone that does anything that's a little bit different this is something that rings true with a lot of them most of the people that I talk to, this is always 
the case. And it's something like I said at the start of this podcast or the start of when I started talking about this topic is, you know, how many of you know those creative people that when you ask them about their plans, when you ask them about their goals, their answers never you know, strict or their answers never concerned. It's always just, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. (laughs) I don't know, but I'll work it out. I don't think about that. I'm not worried about that. I'm concentrating on this. I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Because I think the answer or the mentality or the thing that needs to go off in your head whenever you're laboring over the consequences or, or thinking about doing something, it's, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Because it's that I'll figure it out part that is what's going to carry you so much further than the I don't know part (laughs) because no one knows (laughs) no one knows anything no one knows shit but everyone has the ability to figure it out and I think that that's kind of the underlying message that I wanted to carry with you today so how can you develop more of a ignorantly ambitious mindset because like I say every week it's all very well and good for me to talk to you about ideas but how can you actually develop a little bit more of a ignorantly ambitious mindset if you think you're the kind of person who doesn't already have this naturally if you think you are the kind of person that sort of labors over things too much or labors over the consequences too much or just thinks in a way that isn't aligned with a you know a five-year-old wanting to be an astronaut one day if you think you're not one of those types of people how can you have a little bit more of a ignorantly ambitious mindset I think the first thing that I want you to do is focus primarily on the doing part of your progress. You know, focus on, you know, that being your guiding principle for progress. Focus on the things that you are actually doing. Not the preparation, not the learning, not the knowledge, not the gear, not the 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 location you're in, not the people you're surrounded by. Don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about your followers. Don't worry about the program that you're using. Don't worry about the money that you have. Don't worry about any of it. Focus on doing as the guiding principle for what you're achieving. Because I think that as long as you're doing, then you're moving the needle forward, even if your needle's a little bit further back than someone else. You know, if someone starts out with more money, if someone starts out in a more fortunate position financially, or they're in a better area, or whatever it is, Sure, they might be further along the line, but if you're both moving, then you're both moving and you're getting closer to your goals regardless of how much further that person is along the line. And I think way too many people worry so much about the preparation aspect of their goals or the preparation aspect of getting themselves ready to be in the best possible position to start something, but don't actually spend enough time doing it or spend enough time actually judging their progress on doing it's all very well and good for me and i talk about this a lot and i want you to completely disregard this i talk about reading a lot i talk about journaling a lot i talk about productivity a lot i talk about a lot of things that are kind of just mental masturbation a lot of the shit that i talk about a lot of the you know and i'd like to preface it i I do hope that i come across in a way that is obvious in the sense that you need to actually do something for any of this to be worth it it's all very well and good for me to read the daily stoic every day but if i'm completely ignoring the message and not actually utilizing any of the information that i'm reading 
then it's worthless. It's all very well and good for me to make this podcast every single week, but if I'm not actually doing the things that I'm talking about, then it's worthless. That's what I mean by using doing as your guiding principle for progress. If you finish a day and you did nothing but plan for a YouTube video, you haven't made a YouTube video. If you did nothing but plan for a product you're going to release, you didn't make progress in your e-commerce business. If you want to start a podcast and you spent all day looking at microphones, you are not any closer to starting a podcast than you were yesterday. And that is what I mean by using doing as your guiding principle for progress. Stop worrying about learning things. Stop worrying about the knowledge that's needed. Stop worrying about the preparation. All of that is important, yes but it's not actually moving you in the direction that you need to get to. I love the the analogy, and I can't remember where I got it from, but if anyone knows, please let me know so I can credit them. Uh, but it's the, uh, it's the dumb, is it dumb sheep or dumb donkey? Dumb donkey. It's the dumb donkey principle, I think it's called. And it's essentially a donkey who's stuck between a watering hole and a pile of hay. And he can't figure out whether he's hungry or thirsty. So he goes a little bit to the water. And he's like, I actually don't know. I'll go to the food. Oh, I don't know. I'm not unsure. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. And the donkey dies from starvation or dies from thirst. That is essentially the same thing as you laboring over when you're going to do something or laboring over the the preparation involved in doing something. It's the same thing as the dumb donkey who couldn't decide if he was hungry or thirsty and died of thirst. If that donkey had have just decided to go to the food, then he could have gone to the water and got both done in just just the same amount of time, but instead he was focusing on the preparation involved in the decision-making process of which to go to and died. (laughs) It's the same thing in a really, really simple way. All the preparation that you're doing means shit. You're not moving the needle by doing those things. By doing, you're moving the needle. By making the episode, by making the video, by making the product, by building the website, by posting the photo, by editing the photo, by doing whatever it is that moves your needle, that is actually a guiding principle that you can focus on. Number two thing is develop a willingness to try new things. I think something that is a common thread amongst a lot of my creative friends is that Yes, they might be under the umbrella of photographer, but their last, you know, every single month, they're transforming themselves. They're transforming their work. They're transforming their business. They're transforming the way they think. They're transforming the way they do things. Everything is always moving. And the way that they have that mentality is not just from the ignorant ambition side. I think that's a big part of it, but it's also just their willingness to try. And I think that comes from the ignorant ambition. You couldn't possibly, you know, try something new or try a new program or try a new way of doing things or build a new product or shift your entire business or pivot anything if you weren't ignorant to what is actually involved or ignorant to the consequences. You know, it's intimidating. Why fix something that isn't broken? And I think that that's something that traps a lot of people is they get stuck in continuing to do something that's worked for them. But what works now is not going to work in the future. You know, if, <laughs> evolution. <laughs> it's the the guiding principle for life. It's like everything needs to change and everything will change. And I think is that's the one constant in life and one constant you can lean on is that things will change. And I think that that 
it comes with or in any form of running your own business or being a creative or doing anything, you have to have an ability to try new things and a, a willingness to try new things. Number three is check the people that you spend the most time with. You know, I'm not trying to tell you that you should just spend time around people that say yes to everything you do. Those people are just as bad for you as the people that say no. But if you're, you know, if you're surrounded by people that the only response to your ideas, the only response to your ambition, you know, if you're if you're going to your group of mates and you say, "Hey guys, I want to be a YouTuber." And the first thing they say is, "Mate, you've missed the boat." It's too late to be a YouTuber. It's overcrowded. There's too many people doing it. There's too much risk. You're not going to work. You're not going to make any money. It's it's not possible for you to do that. What what why would I why would anyone watch you? You know, if you're going to your group of mates and that's the response that you're getting, you need to think about surrounding yourself with people that are actually going to help you problem solve the solution to getting you to that goal. You know, I have my group of mates that I love to death. But I'm not going to go to them with my goals and my ambitions because I know that that's going to be the type of response. And then I have my mates who are my creative friends that when I go to them with an idea, no matter how ambitious it is, I know that they're always going to turn around and go, how can we make this work? Not because they want to help, not because they think that they can get brownie points with me by doing that. It's because they genuinely believe it and they're the type of person that thinks in that sort of way. So I think that surrounding yourself by the type of people who are the same type of person as you want to be is the best way to develop a little bit more of this ignorantly ambitious mindset. And number four is, or the next one, is do something you enjoy. (laughs) It's much easier to ignore the consequences when you enjoy the shit out of what you're doing. You know, it's much easier for me to ignore the fact that this is three hours on my Sunday that I have to commit to and it stops me from you know like obviously I would love to spend my entire Sunday doing nothing and relaxing but I enjoy this it's something that I really really look forward to each week recording this podcast is one of the highlights of my week so it allows me to completely disregard the consequences of my actions or the consequences of my ambition and I think that that's something that you can carry into this is Figure out what it is you enjoy and check your motives. We all have the outward facing motives, you know, that the the presentation we give to the world, the side of us that we're like the noble side of us. We all have the, I create because I love creating. I do this because I love this. I do this because I enjoy this. We all have those outward facing ambitions or the outward facing motives for why we do what we do. But I want you to actually question your motives question why it is what you do on an internal level what is it the what is the reason that gets you up in the morning when no one else is around when no one's watching when the content that you're making isn't going to be seen by anyone and the client's angry at you and nothing's going well what is the thing that motivates you in that moment because that's going to be or that's going to be the genuine motive that you actually have not the one that's outward facing not the noble version of your motives because I think if it's skin deep, I think if that motive is something that is skin deep, it's going to be hard for you to take risks. It's going to be hard for you to do things in a way that's in line with this principle that I'm talking about. You know, 
if your motors are out of whack, then it's going to be pretty bloody hard for you to build a, a good foundation. It's going to be pretty bloody hard for you to focus on the day-to-day things if you're constantly focused on a, a, on a motive that isn't necessarily aligned with the person that you actually are. And if we're being completely honest with each other, you guys have heard this one from me before, but if you're a new listener to the podcast, yes, I love creating. Yes, I love creativity and I've always been someone that's into creativity. The painting that's behind me in this video, something I painted when I was like 15 years old, this is something that is deeply rooted in who I am. But I want to buy a house someday. You know, I want to have a family home with kids and a wife and I want to support them financially. That is one of my biggest goals in life is to support my family completely financially and give them a life where they're comfortable. To buy a big house that I can share with my family and be comfortable and happy and go on yearly holidays and do everything that I want to provide for that family. That is my deep motive. But if I was just focusing on that motive, then I would have been a lawyer. <laughs> if I was just focusing on that motive, I would have been an accountant. I would have gone and looked at the highest paying jobs in Australia as of 2015 when I finished school and I would have gone and studied those topics and I would have done it that way. Because when I first started this, when I first left school, this wasn't the kind of thing that was highly paying. This wasn't the kind of job where it was like, yes, this career will lead to money. I just know or have always believed in myself enough and used this sort of ignorant ambition, as I've said so many times in this podcast, I've used this my entire life to just have a genuinely genuine belief that as long as I'm working hard and as long as I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and doing the best that I can, then that dream or that motive or that end goal is always a possibility regardless of how I get there. So that gives me the confidence to go, okay, well, I can focus on enjoying what I'm doing right now because as long as I am passionate and as long as I work hard at what I'm doing, then I'm eventually going to get there. That's my, you know, that's my personal very, um, what's the word? That's my very intrinsic motivation for what I do is that end goal, but it's not the motivation behind how I get there. Does that make sense? So I want you to try and focus on doing something you just enjoy. Focus on figuring out are your motives rooted in something you actually enjoy doing? Because when you enjoy what you're doing, then it's going to be far easier to completely ignore the risks. So that's what I, you know, I I hope that that made sense. I hope that that made sense. The sort of recap, because I don't know if I've covered it well enough and I want to make sure I have because I think that this is very important or it has been something that I I genuinely believe that this is one of the key personality traits that separates um, people who end up doing things that others would see as risky or uh, as not, <laughs> you know, not the, you know, when everyone goes right, this person goes left. I think this is the guiding principle or the the key part of their personality that usually differentiates them. I think that it is this ignorant ambition. I think it's this you know this as Will Smith says the delusional aspect of them that makes them successful. It's the complete disregard for the consequences of what their ambitions actually carry. You know, it's you know, it's the kid who wants to be an astronaut 
you know, that kid genuinely believes that they can be an astronaut. Yes, they don't understand that for them to be an astronaut requires an incredible amount of work and a tremendous amount of risk and could possibly result in them, you know, dying or being injured or ending up in a situation that is absolutely horrific. And they don't understand that the, yes, you can do everything correct and you can do all the right things and be in all the right places and then end up in a situation where you just weren't lucky enough. Yes, they don't understand any of that, but that doesn't contribute to their belief that doesn't result in them not believing in themselves any less or that doesn't go that didn't make any sense it doesn't ruin their belief in themselves the consequences of their ambition doesn't have any impact on their belief and i think that if there's any guiding principle that you can carry from this podcast is try to think like the kid who wants to be an astronaut try to be a little bit more like the kid who wants to be a vet or the kid who wants to be an astronaut or the kid who wants to be a race car driver you know, try to have a little bit more of that ignorance or that delusion or that innocence about you. I think innocence is probably the best word that I'm going to use. I like ignorant because it kind of has a, an impact to it, but an innocent ambition or an ignorant ambition is what I want to carry with you for this podcast. So I hope you've taken something away from this. I do hope you've taken something away from this. I think I'm going to leave it there. I don't know how long I've been going, but I know it's been a while. <laughs> I think this is probably my longest episode to date, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. And, you know, we're here again. I enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening. Again, like I said at the start of this episode, I want to start making the end of these episodes a question time thing. I want to start opening the floor for you guys to ask me some questions involving personal development, my reading, relationships, creativity, business, Instagram, whatever it is you want to talk about whatever it is that you're interested in or whatever questions or queries or concerns that you have, I want you to send them to me via email to reallifepod at gmail.com or to the Real Life Podcast Instagram page, which both will be, well, the email won't be linked in the description, but the email will be put in the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube and the, uh, is it the show notes, show notes on Spotify? It'll be in the show notes of this Spotify. But thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed any of the episodes that I've put out so far, the number one thing you can do to support me and to support this podcast is to share it with a friend. Share it with someone who you think may appreciate it. Like I said, I say this every single week and I'm going to continue saying it until you get sick of me saying it. But it's honestly, it is the number one thing that you can do to support me. But you know, as always, I'm not your dad. You don't have to do anything I tell you. And I'll speak to you guys next week.